0: in the previous episode i showed you how to create a role based authorization system where when a user signs up you can specify which roles that user should have through an association like this where you can just check which roles that user should apply to now the way i have this set up is actually roles is a separate model in itself and users is associated to it so if we check out our user model you can see it has many roles through the assignments model. So this is a many-to-many association between user and roles. And if we even go to the console here we can see we have a role model and we have three records in the roles table currently admin moderator and author. Now I have a problem with the way this works because these are actually records in a database however there's a very tight coupling between these roles defined in the database and the actual code that defines the abilities of the roles so as you can see here this is the file we created in our previous episode where we define the behavior of each of these roles and it's all ruby code here so there's like i said a tight coupling between the database records and the roles defined here so the real problem i have with this is that you would never modify the database without modifying the code if you want to add another role you can't simply just insert it into the database here Because the code is so tightly coupled to each of these individual records inside this database, you need to modify the code in addition to this. So the benefits of storing these as records in a database are really lost. And this is what I want to get to is how can we define our roles in a way that's defined inside the code and not actually in another database. So what this means is we'll no longer have a roles table to associate this user model to. will no longer have a role active record model so we can just remove the roles association to the user model now the question is where do we define which roles are available for the user to choose from well i'm just going to place this instead of a constant inside of the user model here so we can just say roles equals uh... let's just define uh... admin uh... moderator and author as roles inside the code because this way we're just modifying the code if we want to change with which roles are available to the user. So here's the big question and what I want to show in this episode. How do we associate the user model to these roles now? Because we no longer have them inside the database table. So we're going to have to embed this association inside of the user's table, specifying which roles the user has with him. Now in this episode I want to show you two different ways that you can do this depending on the type of association you're working with. So notice the user currently can have many different roles, so we have a many-to-many association here. But what if we have a one-to-many association? Well that's what I want to show you first because that'll be a little bit easier to work with. So let's change this to a one-to-many association so a given user can just select one role. So it might look something like this, where you have a menu where you can choose which role you want to assign to this specific user. So in this case, since roles is not a database table, we can't just simply have a normal one-to-many association. So we'll just need to store the selected role in the user's table because we're only selecting one role per user. This is really easy because all we have to do is generate a migration. So we're adding a, a role column to the user's table so we could just say role is just a string so this way we just store that selected role as a string in the user's table and then we'll migrate the database and then in our form for creating a new user we just have to modify this so we're using a select menu here instead of a list of checkboxes because we only want to assign a single role to a user now to do a select menu I often choose the option of collection select. Now, you are probably familiar with doing this if you have a separate model that you're associating a record to, but it works really well in this case, too, even though we don't have a separate role model that we're assigning to, because what we have is just a single role column. That's just a string column that we're going to fill in with the proper value, and those values of that we want to appear in this menu is the user uh, roles constant that we set up earlier and then the next parameter here that we pass is going to be the value which is passed when you submit the form and for this i'm just going to call to string on each of the values inside of the roles array and that will just basically pass that value as the value in the form of the selected uh, role that the the user chooses in the form and then the last parameter here is the, um, the string and the representation of how it looks to the user on the form. So we can say humanize, and that way it'll call humanize on each of the individual records here and display a prettier, titleized version for them to uh, select from. And if you're using declarative authorization like I am here, uh, you'll need to modify that role symbols method so that you're just passing the role that you assign to the user so in this case role and it's actually a symbol so we'll just convert it to a symbol and that way that will be properly handle that behavior of that specific role for each of the users so that means going back to the view it looks like we have a nice one-to-many association where role is its own model but it really is just a simple string column we're storing in the users table and there's no model backing this at all but we still get a nice menu for representing the different roles that we can choose from. As you can see embedding a one to many association like this is very easy to do with just a one column uh, just with a string value. However what about if we want to go back to our many to many association where we have checkboxes here instead of a menu where we can only select one. So again it looks just like this where a user can select many roles and assign them to a single user record. This is a little bit more difficult to accomplish because now we have to smush multiple values into a single column in the user's table. So how do we accomplish this? So one solution I've seen to this problem is to create a new text column called, let's say, roles in our user's table. And then in our user model, we can just use the serialize method that Rails provides to say that whatever value we pass into this roles uh, attribute here. You should serialize it and then unserialize it when you fetch it back. So it'll actually uh, call it to YAml on it and then convert it back to a Ruby object when it fetches it from the database. So this is a fairly nice solution because you can just pass an array of strings into this column here and that works great. However, this becomes a problem if you're trying to fetch records. So let's say for example, you want to find all users who are administrators, that would be a little bit difficult to do with this kind of solution because all uh, of the roles are just encoded into YAML format in that one table column. So we want something a little bit more flexible that we can work with here. So instead of storing the assigned roles in a text column uh, that is serialized, what I wanna do is use a bit mask. And what this will allow us to do is assign all these checked roles into a single integer column and that will give us a lot of flexibility in fetching the users as well. So again, here, let's generate a new migration on adding a new column to our users table. And this will be an integer column so that we can store all of these selected roles in a bit mask in that column. And this will just be called a uh, roles mask, we'll add it to our users table. And so we'll just make it an integer column and then we'll run our migrations. So now going back to our user model, we need to handle this roles mask, so instead of using serialize here, we need to create our own getter and setter methods for dealing with this roles bitmask. So it might look something like this. So what we have here is a roles setter method, which accepts an array of roles strings, and it assigns it all to a single roles mask integer column. So it's just doing all the bitmask operations here, and then it has a roles getter method, which basically determines out of all the roles here, which ones are assigned to that bit mask. Now, there are some plugins available that'll make this easier to work with, but here is just a few lines of code. I don't think it's worth using another plugin unless you really don't like dealing with bit masks or uh, you end up having a lot of these kind of columns. So with this, if you're using declarative authorization, then you can just change your role symbols method to take all the array of strings of roles and just convert them to symbols and that's all there is to it to fetch all of the roles in symbol format now the very last thing we need to do is modify our form view here so instead of the select menu like we had before we want checkboxes so the user can choose many roles so I'll just paste in the code here so to save some time now it's very similar to what I show in episode number 17 the technique of you know, assigning a has and belongs to many type of association. So what I do is just loop through all the user's roles, and then for each of them, we're just going to assign it directly to the user's roles uh, setter attribute. So this is this, it'll trigger this setter method there. And this little part here just means it'll group all of the checked boxes into an array. So it'll be passed as an array. Uh, it'll pass the role value and assign that. And this just means if the user includes that role then it's going to be checked and then we'll display a pretty version of it to the user and this last hidden field here is just to ensure that if no boxes are checked then uh, this part still this attribute still gets submitted so it blanks all of the roles out now when we go to sign up a new user we have checkboxes so the user can have multiple roles so let's try this out let's submit a new user that worked And in our console, we can see if that really worked. Let's just fetch our last user and we can see um, our roles assigned to that user. And you can see the proper ones are selected and we can even check out our roles mask to see the integer column value for the selection of both author and moderator values for their roles. So that's pretty cool. So we're storing multiple selections into a single integer column. Now, you may be wondering, how do we find all the users which have a certain role assigned to them because we're storing all these values in a single column? So let's say we want to find all the moderator users. How do we find that? And that's actually not too difficult. We can accomplish this in a single name scope in our user model. So let's just add a name scope here. I'm just going to paste this in for simplicity. And so we have a name scope. Let's call it with role. And then it takes an argument called role, and basically performs a bitwise operation on here to determine if that role exists in the roles mask so this is all done in a SQL query and then we can try that out inside the console so let's just a user with role and let's choose moderator and this will return Bob as a user because he's the only one assigned as the moderator because it looks inside that role mask column which has the proper value embedded in there Now, one quick gotcha you have to be aware of is that if you are adding new roles into this array here, don't add them into the middle of the array. Because we're dealing with a bit mask here, you'll need to add them to the end so that way it properly handles the indexes and doesn't mess up the current existing role assignments. And that's all for this week's episode. As you can see, it's a pretty powerful technique to be able to embed a many-to-many association inside a single integer column in a user's table so this works really well however i don't recommend doing this very often i only would recommend doing this if you have a true uh, list of records which really don't belong in the database so for example here are a set of roles here are so tightly coupled to everything else in the code there's no reason why we would want to store this in some place completely separate outside the code because if you ever add a new role, you will definitely need to modify the code to set, specify the role's behavior. So just ask yourself that when you are uh, considering using this technique. are you, uh, Would you ever create a record in the database without modifying the code? And if you would, then I recommend sticking with your t- traditional approach. But otherwise, consider this approach of embedding the many-to-many association in the user's table.